I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Welcome back to more to it, the show that takes a deep dive into the biggest stories in sports, entertainment, and culture. Start with headline news and then journey to deeper conversations. Always finding those life lessons that are presented in every single story. I'm your host, Marcel Swally. That dude. Oh, almost got through that sentence unscathed. Sounding better. Yeah, I'm still chomping on my medicinal, but I am feeling good. And I want us to go out there today and ball out and have a good show. So let's do it, coach. All right, let's start off with what's up with that dude. As always, I take you through my plans and I protect the guilty. So I only say things that are above board. Yeah, they're 24 hours in a day. I only bring up like three things. I do other things as well, and hopefully TMZ doesn't tell you what those things are. Oh, I'm just playing for real. Um, I had a lunch meeting yesterday with a Columbia graduate. Yes, it's kind of good when you get to connect with somebody on business and you're familiar with each other in terms of the history. So we're talking about dorms we all lived in. We're talking about the pizzerias you went to and how you could get the big dollar slice when you were a freshman. And then that same slice was $5 in this big. Got a lot smaller, the inflation kicked in. So a lot of love. She's a music executive and helping. And we're thinking through building out uh, my foundation and my endowment. Yeah, my legacy endowment to really change this community and also change my family's life in terms of giving and impacting and hopefully inspiring you to do the same. So that's where I'm at. Got the Magic Johnson goals, you know what I'm saying? So just trying to take a step closer to the one and only Magic, right? All right, other than that, uh, I finished the Wu-Tang documentary on Hulu. I guess you can't call it a documentary because uh, it wasn't that dark, it wasn't that deep. It was actually pretty light for Wu-Tang, but it was really good. I liked it a lot. Um, if you watched it, you know, three seasons, 10 episodes each. I mean, it's all just that era of rap and just seeing how those guys were all 
caught up in the life and living in the streets and just trying to do the normal stuff of the hood instead of trying to do good, right? And then finally they put it together and boy, they nailed those parts. Like the actors, they nailed those parts. Good for them. Um, and it was good to finally finish it because it took forever. And of the three seasons, it took like one and a half, almost two, to finally get to where they blew up. I was like, dog, I'm going to watch them in the hood the whole time. I don't want to watch no Staten Island documentary. I want to see Wu-Tang. Somebody throw up the Wu. How they used to throw up the Wu? Oh, like this or something like that. Yeah, man. God dang. And I just went to their concert in September, I think. It was at the Hollywood Bowl. I lost my mind because machine gun raps were all my people in the back, stadium packed, linebacker. Were you hearing that? Like these random ass songs from 1991? Woo! I lost my damn mind. It was dope. Other than that, um, I woke up this morning a little too early. Want to know why? Um, I married a young lady by the name of Anna Marie, and she likes to wake up 12 times instead of just the one time when the alarm goes off. Yes, I married a snoozer. Oh, I'm like, and, and I'm a light sleeper because I really don't need sleep. And I'm trying to force myself to sleep so I can always have the energy for the kids. So I'm forcing sleep, right? I ain't go to bed at one and I was up at five, but damn it, her alarm went off at 430 and 438 and 455 and 501. Oh my God, dang. Like, can you just pick the latest time you're going to wake up? And if your body wakes up before that, just get your ass up. Oh, so she was mad at me because when I did wake up, I was like, baby, we are literally going on a year of this snooze conversation. Come on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's her thing. Canadian. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like, baby, stop being sorry. Just stop it. Stop it. All right. Enough of my life. Let's get into the NBA's life because JJ Reddick suggests that the stars in the NBA, oh, they don't get enough shine. And the NBA doesn't do a good enough job of marketing all teams and all players in the league. Y'all catch this? Here's the quote. We don't do a good job of selling what the NBA is, which is 30 teams, 450 players, multiple superstars. The fact that people are now being like, oh, I didn't realize Nikola Jokic was good. <laughs> Let's put him on TV more. Let's talk about him. Oh, JJ, man, sounding like a socialist around here. He said, oh, four, 458? I wish the NBA would highlight the 450th player for me. Boy, you talking about throwing something at the TV. I know he didn't mean that, but still, it was in his comment. All right, so JJ says the narrative right now, for example, is all about the Lakers. Well, not now, but I know what you meant. When the Lakers were playing, even though they were getting broomsticked, they were getting swept away, right? They were getting scandalized. They asked to still were leading the headlines because they're the Lakers. All right. When the league and the media, to JJ's point, should be talking about the Nuggets more and how good they've been. All right. So he doesn't like the, how the NBA coverage is done. He's not alone. He says even players like Jokic don't get enough attention. True. And then when people actually get to watch him with their eyes, they're blown away and don't realize how good he is. So it sounds like the NBA is wasting away some of his star power by hyper focusing in only on certain individuals. So do I agree with JJ's take? Do you agree with JJ's take? Here's the question. Oh, JJ. Oh, we got to go to like a business class on this one, right? Because one, we can't blame the market. Stop with that. Oh, he's in a small market. LeBron was drafted to Cleveland. Anybody? 
Anybody, I, I, I used to watch like maybe Brad Doherty or something back in those days to my point again, but when LeBron got drafted to Cleveland, oh, I watched me some small market Cleveland games and then Miami has had no problem when LeBron was there and D-Wade was there, but then when it's Jimmy, jo- Jimmy Butler and uh, injured Tyler Hero and Obam, maybe it's not the same because it's not the same. Just that simple. So in any business class, don't blame the market, especially now. This ain't 1984 where it's like, oh, we're on tape delay. And if you're not in this market, oh, well, you have no options. Now with all the conduits and the ways that we can digest this, you can't blame the market. The world is global right now. I could send a message to somebody in Japan right now, send a tweet and she'd be like, yep, and hit it right back all in two seconds. So don't blame the market. So it's the man. If it's not the market, it's the man. LeBron has had no issue with fanfare wherever he's been. Right. And that's just how the game goes. Like you got to make yourself undeniable. I thought about that when I was going to Columbia. Everybody's like, you go to Columbia. Nobody going to see you. I was like, "Ah, it's the worst school ever. Ah." I was like, it's in New York City. That ain't a bad market, is it? And more importantly, if I'm good enough, damn it, they going to come find me. How about doing that? And Jokic is that good. Now, Jokic is a beast, but let's be real. That style of Jokic ball of shooting the threes, making it like that and then just bully balling and not jumping off the ground. It's not our favorite version of basketball. Our favorite version is somebody high flying, somebody shaking you up, showing you silly athleticism. So Jokic suffers from the fact that the optics is he doesn't look as athletic with his greatness. Carmelo Anthony suffered from the same thing. As great as he was, he didn't get all his love, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So let's not get into this conversation any deeper than if it's going to be, it is up to Jokic to make that happen. Simple enough. Not the market, not the game necessarily, but the style of play more so than the NBA's focus. I want to see what you guys think about that right now because I know Jokic not getting all the love he deserves, but maybe some of that is on Jokic. Thank you for your viewership on Brinks TV and Reach TV, and thank you for your membership. Oh, what just popped up in my hand? On YouTube, Wally's World. Yes, I saw some comments. People actually like this jersey. Yeah, everyone likes something that's a throwback or nostalgic, right? This is definitely the original AFL Buffalo Bills jersey. I mean, good. OJ Simpson had a jersey looking like this. This is how old this jersey looked, but it's going to be giving y'all something on Friday. I'm going to hook you up. Yes, on free Friday. Friday swag days hook you up. All right, let's talk about somebody who didn't get hooked up but thought he had to hook up. Holla if you hear me. Uh, y'all know where that's from. X Jets running back Ty Johnson says on IG he got surgery on the advice of the team doctor and was released shortly thereafter. Oh, did they bait his ass? Oh man, come on. You got to have some big brothers in the league. You got to holla at your boy. You need to be a Wally's World member. Something, because I could have told you how this game going to go, but let's talk through it first. So running back Ty Johnson, formerly of the J-E-T-S, he suffered a torn pec injury while working out. Now, I want to know where you're working out, but I didn't get that information. He says the team told him to fix it, but cut him the next day after he did. Ooh, and here's a quote from him. I've had some dark, dark days, man. All right. 
told them about the injury I told them even before this, I was like, Hey, first of all, if these are your bosses, if these are the people you work with and gonna get paid from, Hey, <laughs> Hey, ain't the, the first word should be like, let me explain. Hey, <laughs> that ain't gonna work. Hey, was working out. The torn peck happened. Oh, this ain't literal. <laughs> no wonder they cut your ass. Hey, what's working out? Torn peck happened. <laughs> you got to go now. All right. Saw the team doctor. He was like, you need to get it fixed. Damn. Really matter of fact there too. <laughs> that was it. That was the diagnosis. I mean, I know you probably are shortcutting this just to get your point across, but I hope you aren't because this doesn't sound good. So flew out the next day to get surgery. Came back happy that I got it done, even though I didn't want to get it done. Okay, okay. Okay, let's talk. Let's talk, bro. You didn't want to get it done, but you felt forced to get it done, but you called them to tell them about the injury. Okay. And why didn't you want to get it done? A torn peck? Um, there's no other way to get that thing healed but to go in there and fix it, right? So why you didn't want to get it done? That sounds retroactive. It sounds like after the fact, after getting cut, you didn't want to get it done. I don't know. I have not had a surgery in my life that I didn't want to have the surgery. Now, am I happy for surgery? No. Even though I do love that nap you get. You know that nap when they be like, all right, count down from 10, 10, 9. Y'all going to do the surgery or what? And they like, sir, you're already out of surgery. You're here in the post rehab. I'm like, what? Oh my God, the operating room, crazy. So he said he didn't want to get it done. Pause. I don't know about that. All right. Then that following Wednesday, you're out of there. So Johnson had surgery on the device of the Jets doctors, even though he says he didn't want to. Right. Came back and they cut him. That's the summary. Mm. Now, we know this doesn't get enough coverage in the NFL unless you're behind the curtain. This is one of those stories that we know about in terms of what the NFL can do and will do based on injury. Now, when I first got in the league, I remember in training camp, guys were getting hurt. And when they were getting hurt, they knew that they couldn't get cut while injured, right? Now, so guys will rehab and some guys who were on the fence, some guys who knew that they were gonna have a tough time making the team, let's just say they rehab slower so that the team couldn't release them. So the team had to keep them under their umbrella and continue to evaluate them, not only in their production whenever they got back on the field, but also in their rehab. That was a thing. Now, the team will also cut you and just deal with the injury settlement, but they don't want to raise their hand to spend money, extra money on you when you're not on their team. So you see the bind that the teams are in. But let me tell you how the teams even come to that decision. They're sitting back watching the practice field, watching all those hundred players go down to 90 to 80 to 53, right? He's hurt. He's hurt. He's hurt. You know what they start saying? When's he coming back? And they are said six weeks. It's like, when can you get him back? They'll say three weeks. Now, you're going to come back in three weeks because the money's on the line. You're going to come back in three weeks because your job's on the line. You're going to come back in three weeks because you got your pride on the line. Players want to play. That's just real. So then you try to rush and you're rushing at the same time. They're rushing you. So concurrently, you guys are rushing back. And if you don't have security, you just race back to get cut. Because as soon as they can say you have a clean bill of health 
or that they have done what they can to fix you, that injury settlement doesn't look as good, right? So now you're sitting there thinking, oh, I'm good. I just got myself fixed. And now bye-bye. I don't know where he was when he got hurt. Sounds like he wasn't at the team facility because if he was, he wouldn't have to inform them that he got hurt. They would have known. They would have taken care of it. So it sounds a little fishy in terms of, and I don't mean fishy like you can't work out anywhere else. I'm saying fishy and you got hurt there and then you came back to them and got a surgery you didn't want done. Why a torn peck? Man, what else are you going to do with this? So he was damned if he didn't and funked if he did. And we know he ended up getting funked because he did it. But you had no options. If you didn't get it fixed, guess what? You were going to cut yourself. So <laughs> try to play with a torn peck out there, out there just flapping and fishing with that torn peck. It wasn't going to happen. So your injury settlement is probably going to be the best way to go about this if you have a strong case because it seems like they did what they had to do, which is fix the injury while you were under their coverage. But they didn't cut you when you were hurt because right now you're in the process of rehabbing because of the surgery that you didn't want to have. Y'all catch all this? This is just one layer. This is just one extra level of what goes on in the game beyond the game. So that's what this show is for, to take you behind the curtain and let you know a little bit more about these situations. Thank you for your viewership on Brinks TV and Reach TV and your membership on YouTube and Wally's World. Oh, something. Oh, my peck, my torn peck. I almost couldn't grab this jersey. Let me stop. Ah, throw back, throw back, throw back jersey. Yes, I got the O.J. Simpson edition of the Buffalo Bills jersey. I need to know another old player from the Buffalo Bills. Help me, because I know y'all do not, y'all do not like O.J. You know what I'm saying? I got to tell you my O.J. story too, man. This dude, woo. That that head for real, though. I tell you that. That's why he was running from so many yards. Nobody wanted to take that dome to the dome. All right, let's get to Odell Beckham Jr., who almost took one to the dome, but dodged it in this alleged assault case. Odell Beckham Jr. Hold on, I got to say it right. <clears throat> Odell Beckham Jr., I love that, got accused of a terrible crime in April as a woman claimed he grabbed her by a throat at a L.A. nightclub. <sighs> I'm judgmental, y'all, but it's okay to be judgmental. People read the Bible wrong. It says, ye judge, ye shall be judged. God didn't say you can't judge. He just said, if you judge, they're going to judge you back. But if you don't get to, if you don't enter that game, that ain't the game you're going to play. I like the judgmental game because I pass a lot of judgments, damn it. You know what I'm saying? I work hard. I act right. I do good. I'm whatever. I'm a nice person. So judge me. Good luck trying to find some bad stuff. But I'm going to judge your ass, especially when you say, I'm in a club, all these girls here, Odell got a girlfriend too, at least he's, he was with that pretty girl, Lola or something, whatever, and he gonna grab you by the throat, like, mm, he got security, he got homeboys, he got jock sniffers, he got everybody that's just trying to, Odell, Odell, he gonna grab you by the throat, okay, when I read that headline, I was like, suspect, and it ain't Odell Beckham Jr. the suspect, this headline was suspect, all right, but prosecutors said, they will not charge Beckham Jr. because there's no evidence to support the women's claims. Duh. Oh, man, they said that the surveillance video from Delilah Nightclub, damn Delilah be going down. That's where the Willie, Willie McGinnis stuff happened and uh, many other stories that I know about that you guys haven't heard about. 
They said at the Delilah nightclub, that's why I don't go, contradicts the complaining witness account of events. Ah, they say, you know how the NFL, they'd be like, the call stands, or they'd be like, overturned. <laughs> There's a difference, right? Listen to this. Contradicts the complaining witness. That means um, overruled. You lie, girl. The video does not capture any battery. Wow. And there are no other witnesses to the alleged event. One of the women's woman's friends, her homegirl, who was standing with her during the encounter with OBJ, could not confirm her story. Good Lord, your home, your homegirl probably like, hmm, I, I ain't gonna mess up my shot with OBJ, girl. He ain't do nothing to you. I don't know. Damn you, Lord, you lying. If your homegirl next to you, knowing that if this is extortion, that's the only way it's gonna go down. Hey, girl, just say he he reached for me. You ain't gotta say he touched my throat. I'll do the rest. And she like, uh-uh, he ain't do none of that. You over there thirsting. You doing too much. He told your ass to leave, and his boy said, please, ma'am, with respect. And your ass still standing there running your neck. <laughs> that would be me if I was the hunger. All right, so Beckham Jr. said he had nothing to do with this situation, did nothing wrong after accusations surfaced. And the nightclub owner said also there's no evidence of this person even being in the area where she claims the incident occurred. God, dog, it done got worse. One, he didn't grab you by the throat. Two, your homegirl said, girl, I don't know what the hell you talking about. That's that sauce you've been drinking. Three, the owner's like, yo, we checked the surveillance. She wasn't even around that dude. All in her head, insane in the membrane. Wow. So now OBJ can return to the field without that legal issue hanging over his head. Because I wonder if that came into play during his free agency because Odell's free agency was like a year long, if y'all remember. <laughs> it started after he got hurt. When's he going to get healthy? Then go to Dallas. He was getting quartered to Dallas. And what was it? The Jets. I saw him in New York and everything. And I wonder if this played any part in it. But we know he ended up signing in April. One year, $15 million contract with the Ravens. And I think that girl was trying to get some of that $15 million. But now... All she going to get is a cleat to the nose because nobody messing with her anymore and believing this story. All right. So here we go again. Another situation where it appears someone tried to extort money from somebody of notoriety or extort sounds too extreme. And I think that's why we haven't moved the needle in terms of false accusations, because we always think the worst. No, it could just be better than what they have better than what they got. So some people mentally ill, whoever you may be, some people too thirsty to see reality, just want their 15 seconds. Some people want 15 seconds and $15 million. Some people just want an opportunity to get out of their rigmarole and now all of a sudden be in the limelight. People are thirsty out there. Y'all ever go out and just see somebody walking around and you just see a plethora of cameras and you're like, who's that? They famous. And then you come to realize, no, they just doing their own content, right? Why? Nothing wrong with that, but everyone's trying to get their light. So that shows you people in a positive way trying to get their shine on. Guess what? For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So for everybody doing it the right way and like, oh, that's cool. Oh, they're making that video over there. Oh, oh he's filming this podcast, whatever. There's somebody who doesn't want to do it the hard way and don't want to work for it. So they're going to try and take it easy. Oh, Dale, grab my throat. 
You got to pick somebody else in that club who everybody and every camera is not focused on if you're going to try and get Odell, right? So no new law would change this. Law enforcement couldn't do it because you don't want to deter people from real truthful accusations because you don't want to just look at everybody who says something like this. Ah, I don't want to hear it. You're lying, right? So we can't go there. And then most of these people aren't collectible anyway, so ain't shit coming from it anyway, except a little stain on Odell's rep. But I believe in you, rep, and I believe in you, OBJ. Glad this situation was false. Thank you for your membership on Wally's World. YouTube, oh, what just happened right here? Got that old school. Y'all ain't gave me a name yet, so it's still OJ Jersey. And thank you for your viewership on Brings TV and Reads TV. Let's get into the NFL kickoff rule. Woo, the changes to it. The fair catch is now spotted at the 25-yard line. Oh, I can see it now. Hey, I am not running through that hell just to get to the 20. When I can just do this and get 25 yards from that. So y'all got to know the mental makeup of special teams. Those are the insecure guys on the team in terms of employment, typically, right? 80% of the special teams unit is the guys who go, holding on backups, right? So the psychos who are on special teams, because it makes you go psycho when you make it to the NFL, your dreams are reality, and you're that close. Like your locker is here, and your locker is next to somebody who's making $40 million, and you're making 400000 or whatever it may be. Now it's up a little more, right? And you're sitting there like a million dollars. This dude's making what you make in a whole year, that's half of his check for one week. <laughs> I've seen that before. It's really disturbing. Like when you're like, okay, yeah, all right, I make a million this year. And you look over there and he making two million that week. <laughs> Golly. Yeah, and I've also been that guy too. Hey, all right, so here's the thing. The NFL owners took what might be their final step toward decreasing injuries. I told you on kickoffs before considering more dramatic set of changes because they are improving that rule and it's incentivizing people to fair catch. Basically, they're saying, don't run the ball out. We're not going to tell you not to do that yet because we don't want to take all of it out the game yet. But don't run the ball out. Just if there's any indecision, do this 25-yard line. Isn't that a good starting point? Actually, it is. So this season, a fair catch on a kickoff Placed there, proposals designed to counteract all the increases in pop-up kickoffs that some teams use to pin the returning team deep in their own territory. Y'all seen that? They're not kicking it deep through the end zone necessarily. They're trying to kick it a little short and hella high. So now cats are like, and then catch it back. <laughs> and boy, let me give you my BAP story. All right, I'm in Miami. I'm a backup, but um, I'm, I'm that good backup like yo Wiley need to need to get some more reps and need to play more but look who's in front of him so I remember I think it was Monday Night Football and I was psycho on special teams because that's how I made noise that's how I got attention that's how coach knew I was all in but it's a weird translation because since I run down 60 yards top speed and knock somebody out which I used to always do that doesn't mean I could have contain or sack the quarterback, right? But I always thought it did. I was like, whenever you step on that field, no matter what it is, show out. So I was showing out on special teams to try to get noticed to play more at the end. Make it make sense. It kind of did because it came to a head in Miami. I ran down. And in, in kickoff coverage, 
So there's the kickoff team. Oh, they kick the ball off. There's kickoff cutters team, the receiving team. Oh, what you don't know fully is their play. Now, you have seen them run plays on film. You've watched all the film study. Last four weeks, all right, they run this crosser. They run this and all that, reverses, etc. But when you get in the game, they always throw a wrinkle at you. Why? Keep you on your toes. So in this game, they knew I was the guy getting down there, one of the first guys, but the biggest first guy, you know? Like, the, yeah, the cornerback and safety were down there. They ain't doing nothing but make sure it squeezed in. I was running down right there in the middle like an R5, like a tank, and then boom, run into that wedge. Okay. I didn't see a crosser coming, right? So a crosser is somebody who's on that side of the field. Job is to wait for you to get in prime position, thinking that nobody's going to hit you, and then they ear hole you. Yes, they call it ear hole you. That means they put their helmet right here, and good luck because <laughs> you're going to go that way, right? And I didn't see them, so I, I got cleared through the front, front row because, you know, typically they just turn and run backwards, right? So I'm clearing, I'm clearing, and then all of a sudden, somebody looped around and went black. And boy, did I flip. I got hit so hard that I did a flip, and in the process of flipping, I kicked the ball carrier, and he fumbled the ball, and I think we recovered it on our sideline. I didn't know where I was. I wasn't concussed. Like, oh, uh, I just didn't know what the hell happened. I was like, damn, he got me. Because in the NFL, for me, the cleanest hits, the hardest hits were the ones that didn't hurt. You know what hurt? The ones that just like somebody just run into your elbow. You're like, oh, dang. Uh, somebody just, you know, block you, and then all of a sudden they hit your pinky sideways. You're like, oh, dang. But the ones that's like, oh, when the, when the crowd goes like this, ooh. You know what the player who got hit is thinking to? What happened? <laughs> who got hit hard? Oh, me? Oh, oh, my bad. So I remember being on the sideline and Wade Phillips said, get Wiley off kickoff <laughs> now. And I ain't lying. When he said that, part of me was like, no, nah, Wade, I don't play enough to be off kickoff. But then I was like, ooh, ah. Felt like he put some velvet on me. Felt like I was a, a vet. I was like, ah, I ain't got to play kickoff no more. I have graduated. So I know how it is out there when you're playing kickoff and kickoff coverage. All right, so Albert Breer, he chimed in. Y'all know who he is. Another concern will be coaches instructing players to kick the ball high and forcing the returner to make a decision, as I said. Such a circumstance, the cover team will still cover the kick, and the return will still have to block to protect the return. So most of the collisions will still be happening. Ah, only they'd be happening in a smaller space. That on paper could have a phone booth effect, making them more frequent and violent. Basically, what he just said, we're not done with this rule. We have to do something more because now they're just going to condense it. People are going to pop it shorter so that maybe you're tempted not to fair catch it. And then back, 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 still happening a lot sooner in a smaller space. Okay, so the hope is that the concussions, concussions on kickoffs drop. And they hope that they drop by 15%. All right. So let me tell you this, what I also know. That nobody raises their hand to be on special teams. <laughs> special teams is for uh, the mighty and for those who might be gone, right? So it's almost like the Navy SEALs, except 
not the same honor, but people do take a sense of honor and pride in being on special teams because they know that's their lifeline to greater things in the NFL. So I don't know about this rule right here. I think it's a step in the right direction, but not a big enough step. So therefore, they're going to run it this year and then it's going to force the owners to resume the conversation the year after and then they're going to take the necessary step after they see the effect of this one. But from my perspective, this won't change much. This is going to give you another wrinkle to think through, but it's still going to be the same violence and physical collisions that you had before. Maybe a couple guys will do this, but most guys, they see that ball in the air and they got an opportunity to run it. They're always going to bet on themselves and think they're going to get past the 25. What do you guys think? Do you think this rule is good? You think this change matters? You think this is something? This is nothing or this is everything? Let me know in the comments. All right, y'all, y'all know how we finish every show. What a Wiley-ism, yeah. Only he who can see the invisible can do the impossible. Woo. Woo. Ah. Only he who can see the invisible can do the impossible, right? Faith. Yeah, no matter what your faith is, your religion, what you believe in, if you don't believe in something greater than yourself, something outside of yourself, something you can't see but want to attain, oh, you're not going to get it. And you're certainly not going to have the stomach to do the impossible, right? Because it is so daunting to create something out of thin air, which is your dream. <laughs> you have to create your dream. You can't just borrow somebody else's dream. I want to make it to the NFL. Talk to me. I'll help you out, little man. I'll talk to you all day. But you ain't getting in because we talking. <laughs> You're going to have to create that for yourself, just like me. And it was weird when I used to talk to all the NFL legends when I was growing up. Go to a football camp and see a star or something. You just talk to him for a while. And then he says something like, man, you look really good, man. You look special. Look forward to seeing you in the NFL. As good as that felt, that didn't mean anything. <laughs> like, seriously. As much as I want to inspire kids to think the same in terms of, yes, I could do it. I'm here to tell you already. You can do it. <laughs> Everybody in the NFL, those 1,800, 2,000 players are not the 2,000 best football players on this planet. But through perseverance, right? Through them believing in themselves, through them having that, that stomach to do that journey, for them to just keep continuing with their dreams and not getting disturbed in the failures, not losing enthusiasm in their failures. Those are the ones who end up making it. So, ah, if you want to make it out there, bro, first you got to look at this situation for what it is. Only he who can see the invisible can do the impossible. All right, y'all, that'll do it for more to it. Check the show notes for all the information on our topics today. Today, want to keep the conversation going? Let's talk. Find me on all socials at Marcellus Wiley. More to is a production of Dan Patrick Productions, Dad Dude Entertainment, and Workhouse Media. Show is executive produced by Dan Patrick, Marcel Swally, Paul Anderson, and Nick Panella. Thanks for all the love, ratings, and subscriptions, and reviews, membership to Wally's World on YouTube. Keep it coming because there's more coming for more to it. Talk to y'all hella soon. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. 
Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English, and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. 